and we're back with Rose's FAQ. Uh, and I'll read this. Man, there's a lot to it, so holy, do some relaxing. Alright, I'll kick back. An examination of the basics. Upon connecting with a client user, you, the server player, will be met with a control panel allowing you to manipulate your co-player's environment. You will find that you're allowed to deploy four items at no expense. Three of these are rather large machines and one's a punch card. It's quite possible that you've already deployed some of these items before reading this. If this is the case, you have activated the machine called the Cruxtruder such that it displays a countdown. You must proceed to section A100 of this walkthrough immediately. <laughs> the life of your client user depends on it. And if your co-player has activated this device in your environment too, then yours does as well. But if not, please refrain from doing anything with the Truckstruder aside from merely deploying it. This will buy us some time to think things through properly and go over the basics of the game before you find your soft, easily punctured head in the jaws of the lion. As mentioned, there are four items to consider, each playing a role in the process, which appears to have a singular purpose, to manufacture objects out of thin air. The designers of the game, judging by the language used, regard this process as a sort of alchemy. This may allude to complexities in the production process yet to present themselves, but for now, the variety of objects you're be able to create remains quite limited. The items in question are the Cruxtruder, again, tread lightly with this one, the Totem Lathe, the Alchemeter, and the Pre-Punch Card. I'll describe how these devices work in conjunction with each other, and I'll use the analogy of having a key made out of hardware store to help you understand. First, deploy all of these objects in convenient proximity to each other. Be sure not to block doors or pathways with them. You can always revise the dimensions of rooms to make space for them, but I'd advise against this, or even experimenting with the function. Doing so comes to the expense of Buildgrist, a commodity which appears to be a premium at the onset, and one you'd best be advised to save for later. Removing the lid signals the moment of your life becomes a great whirling batshit pandemonium, somewhat resembling the chaos of an especially ethnic wedding. Somewhere, a Sustungle deliberately shatters China on the floor, muddy livestock is decorated, then lost track of... The question, whose mule is this at time, can be heard over the din. This is now your reality. But aside from that, it marks the beginning of the process I'm about to describe. The countdown begins, yes, also an entity called Colonel Sprite's released. But neither of these things are all that relevant to the process, to my knowledge. More on these things later. What is relevant is the unlidded Cruxtruder's ability to dispense Crooksite dowels. It will dispense at least one, though I suspect it is capable of producing more, given parameters I'm not yet familiar with. In my key-making analogy, these dowels represent the uncarved pieces of metal which the hardware store employee retrieves from a drawer or rack and sets about carving into a key. The two following items are needed to do the carving. The pre-punched card. It's a simple Silidex card containing an item. There is evidence to suggest the specific items it contains is variable from session to session. The card I deployed contained a blue apple. Yours may be different. It shouldn't matter, hopefully. Additionally, the card, as you may guess, is punched like the one I use with antique computing systems. The pattern of holes comprises data, which I believe corresponds to the instructions for creating the item the, the card contains. That it is pre-punched suggests there's a way to punch an unpunched card, possibly imprinting it with the data for the item it contains, though no mechanism for this has presented itself yet. But the data on the card cannot be used to create the item directly. There's a middleman. The middleman is the totem lathe. This is essentially the key to carving machine. It will carve your Cruxite dowel into the pattern of grooves and contours, the sort which makes a key unique. The instructions for this pattern are supplied by the punch card, which is inserted into the lathe pre-activation to configure its chisels. Once the dowel is carved, you have a totem serving as your key, which can then be used to unlock the card item through the alchemeter. But at this point, I will diverge from my key-making analogy and switch to a barcode analogy. 
which is not a terribly strenuous leap to make since the concepts of key and a barcode are essentially the same, one being a unique pattern of grooves, the other a varying of black lines. The alchemeter. If you place a cruxite dowel, carved or uncarved, on the alchemeter's small pedestal, its robotic arm will scan the contours with a laser, hence the barcode analogy. This is the machine's way of reading the data originally imprinted from the card and transforming that data into a physical object. Though typically this is not done without expense, I believe. An uncarved dowel results in the creation of a perfectly generic object, which is seemingly useless green cube. It costs two units of built grist to make, and I do not advise you to waste resources on it. There appears to be many other varieties of grist, obstinately used in combinations to create different sorts of items, which possibly offer some insight into the game's use of the term alchemy. But, quite conveniently, there is an exception to this. Creating the item on the pre-punch card costs nothing. This is good, because creating this item turns out to be essential. Now that you know this, you can in your own time begin this process. Once you initiate it, naturally there's no going back, so best to be prepared. But you probably shouldn't drag your feet too long. As I mentioned earlier, this is your only means of escape. When you're ready, be prepared to follow the steps in the next section swiftly. And the A100 section is named, So Your Cruxtruder Is Ticking. Do This To Live. That's a lot to take in. So it's basically just a recap of everything we just saw. Right, no, yeah. I mean, she's writing this like a game facts guide, which yeah, is... Yeah, she's trying to help others yeah. not die. Which is good, but also like kind of hilarious that your life will be saved by game facts. I mean, didn't we all know it would come down to this? Yeah, one day. One day. We one were all day. just going to be reading game facts, just praying. That's a dark future. It's a dark future, but... It's our re- future. It's our future. It's real. Alright, well, uh, let's hit next. See what happens. Okay. Uh, we see Rose, and oh my oh, goodness. Jesus! The forest near her house is on fire, and meteors are coming down like rain. Like rain. And Rose is looking outside, and she doesn't look too pleased or she impressed. She looks, like, perturbed. Like, she looks like, oh, come on. In the distance, meteorites fall with greater frequency. The fire in the forest burns so hot, not even the rain is putting it out. Rose, check status of battery. There's John, and mm, the battery is about one-fifth. Also, John is in the uh, The kitchen, kitchen. and there is a leering pair of eyes from the darkness looking outside. Yeah, from the doorway, and there's also a Betty Crocker cake mix on the counter. Uh, It's just, he's trapped between a devil and a deep blue sea there. (laughs) Uh, and there's also a... It looks like that's the uh, mausoleum, and this there's a generator behind it? Huh. Your laptop battery's alright for now, but it won't be for long. If the power in the house doesn't come back on, you can think of one last resort. The small backup generator stored behind the mausoleum. Mausoleum? Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Mausoleum? Mausoleum. Cache? I say cache. <laughs> what, am I supposed to say cash? You could. There's already a word that's cash. Yeah? Cache gets a point across better. Check All out right. that cache. Open yeah. that cache. You know what to do <laughs> with the cache. You know what to do with the quiche. Listen, um, listen, listen. Listen. Like, the guy in the fifth element didn't say, give me the cache. He said, give me the cash. And yes. he meant cash as in money, as in currency. Because that's already that, a fucking word. That is true. No, I'm not going to fucking play your games. Uh, <laughs> already doing that. Reading Homestuck. Um, mm-hmm. Rose, prototype sprite with Betty Crocker box. Oh boy. Oh no. Oh no. What? Oh man, you're gonna use that? That sucks. What a stupid idea. We have to hurry along. I'm running low on battery power. 
But the cake mix, that's so dumb. I doubt it matters. We might as well just use any old crap lying around. Fine, I guess. This will be so fine. Next. She picks up a box. This will be fine. This will be fine. Oh. Oh, jeez. The he's sprite does to... not want it. <laughs> no, is... Oh, jeez. The sprite is playing hard to get. <laughs> you guess that's what you get for originally prototyping it with something that engenders mischief and pranksterism. Look at that thing. you just Look dancing around. Thing. Do the potted vegetable instead. It looks delicious. And that's one of those all caps WV commands. Yep. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to try and do with this voice. Pipe down, you. This is Rose's decision, not yours. Uh, Rose, prototype sprite with Sasuke text. Oh, that fits. Oh, yeah, sweet! Now we're talking. See if you can distract it. I'll try to sneak up on it. John, flay about... Sorry. John, flay about in a, like, distracting manner. The sprite finds a distracting manner in which you flay about to be rather distracting. It's a lot of distracting. Um, next. And the book's getting close to it. The pesky sprite eludes you again. Not even the great kernel himself cannot fax it. In narrowly missing with your attempt to create the kernel sprite, you drop the massive tome. The entire house rattles under the astonishing girth of the book. Next. You like the kernel sprite? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, Molly. <laughs> uh, and you said next. next, right? Yeah. In the other room, Nana's ashes dump onto the sprite, which is caught unawares by the dowsing. <laughs> Just love this fucking next command. Inspect hag ash incident. So Nana's ashes just spilled into the sprite. That should be fun. That should be fun. That should be fun. You find the sacred urn toppled again. It's time you're quite sure it wasn't your fault. The sprite is nowhere to be found. Rose, remove Cruxtruder from doorway. Oh, that would cost a hundred grits. Jesus! Oh man, where'd it go? I can't find it anywhere in the house. Um, no time to worry about it. Next thing we should do is get your server copy of the game from the car. You need to connect to my client so I can repeat your steps and presumably join you wherever you are. We should do this quickly before my house burns down. What? There's a fire? There will be soon. Oh, jeez! So move this thing already! It looks like it requires a lot of grist to move. I don't have enough to relocate the door, either. How much do you have? Zero. Oh. Huh. I thought about jumping to the car from the ledge earlier, but that sounds really dangerous. I have a better idea. Meet me upstairs. (laughs) Do again as purple words say. Okay. You're about to head upstairs, but you thought you heard something behind you. It was faint, but you could swear it was a small, light-hearted chuckle along the lines of a spirited hoo-hoo-hoo. Maybe I should go back to the ghost being like shit. All right, well, next. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh. Well, now. Well. Okay, it's Spooky Grandma. I know I'd do Spooky, spooky Grandma. I've been preparing for Spooky <laughs> Grandma my entire life. <laughs> Ignore this woman's antics. You're not sure you even saw a woman, let alone any of hypothetical antics. But whatever it was you might have caught a glimpse of, it sure gave you the willies. You head upstairs on your way to the balcony. Your PDA's acting up again. And just for the record, the Colonel Sprite now has, like, his Nana's face. Yeah. Instead of the Harlequin 
Good shit. And she still got the Harlequin hat on, yep, though. Yep, it's good shit. Yep. Indulge the vice, but be curt with it. I'll see who it is. Oh, it's Dave. You want to try Dave, or do you want to take... I'm curious about how, giving Dave a shot. You want to give Dave a shot? Mm, give me a second. It's got to get into this voice. You've got to get into that low voice. I mean, I don't have to follow that, but every, like it, it, just fits, it fits Dave it's so much. It's super Dave. You're going to get that good Dave section. I just like the idea of Dave wanting to sound cool, but he doesn't actually sound cool. Yeah. No, I mean, that's entirely but true. But the only, only way I could do it is if I use my own lingo. I'm going to stick with the script. Hey, bro. Check it out. I'm working on some new rhymes. Dude, I don't have time for your nerdy raps. Come on. This is hella ill. Just listen. It sounds like you don't even believe me that I was about to get blown up. But I really was. But now I'm in some weird dimension that Spurb sent me to or something. And now on top of that, I think I'm being haunted by my dead grandma. Huh. For real? Yeah, it's true, but I'll talk to you later about it. Think I could drop some sick rhymes all about this. Man, see, I just don't think all the rapping stuff is really as cool as you think it is. No, this will be dope. Check it out. No, I have to go. Bye. Wait, wait. Armageddon's getting, getting ways on us, but I'm getting armed and dangerous. Send men in space for saving us. See which player's more courageous. <laughs> ben or Bruce? Dude, I'm sorry, but fuck, that's good. <laughs> fuck, that's good. Good on you, Dave. Ben or Bruce? Dudes reach a truce. Put their... Oh, man. Put their blowshoots to use and upsuck it. Afflex... Holy shit. Affleck sacrifice. I mean, I mean, uh, slash sacrifice would have to suffice. Oh, flock it, bro. Oh man. Oh my god. He just raps. Yeah. He just raps. I he can't raps. Rap. I can't. I've got no rhythm, Molly. Oh, cause I do. Okay, fair enough. Bro, be a gla- glass. <laughs> Fuck. I asked you if you wanted to say. I this. no no. I need teach me teach me to swim by throwing me into the ocean. <laughs> Bro, be a stained glass saint. Up on a cross, getting hell Christ, <laughs> Christ plagiarist. Bruce, Bruce is like off that cru- crucifix. Enough, enough of this fucking save of us. Restrained his ass per McLean Redux. While Buscemi remained dangerous. Derangerous, I should say. Uh, when a plan gone astray, pays off a wasted craterus. <laughs> Ashtray right... This is bad rhyming. This is bad <laughs> rhyming. <laughs> <laughs> Ash- Ashtray, cr- Ashtray catering to layers of Matt McConaughey's vague remainder dust. Wait, uh, McConaughey wasn't even in like one of these media movies, was he? I'll have to make a rap about, I don't know, Morgan Freeman or something. Being the president, it'll be called Obama Mitt, so no one gives a shit about black presidents' movies anymore. See, you've got to fill me in on what's going on. So I have something to rap about besides all of your dumb shit movies. Dave, what is your issue? <laughs> Dave, I got... I was with you on the whole, like, size of meteor things. I was with these rap... This fucking rhyme for a bit. And when I just realized... He's just rhyming things with ES. Over and over and over again. Molly, I'm losing my fucking mind. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's Dave. He's a little bit of a fucking idiot. God, how did you fucking do this? How did you fucking... Does Dave rap as much in, like, later acts? Um, he has some. How did you handle that? I just read it. Okay. Or Luke read it, or Ashley read it. Like, 
I don't know why. Just part of me was like, I need to put a rhythm to this. I can do it. I can do it. I can't do it, Molly. Yeah, I mean, I believe in you. It's just going to take time, and you'll get there. Don't believe in this. Believe in me, but don't believe in this. Um, another strange poetry from the red text. You head out to the balcony to find what Rose has in mind. She's messaging you again. The purple text is less irrational than the red text. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, let's check it out. I'm lifting the car up to the balcony. Well, okay. Once it is up, retrieve the game, then I'll put it back down on the driveway. But the door's locked. Then break a window. But it's my dad's car. It's just a window, and this is sort of emergency. Otherwise, I promise I'll handle the car with velvet gloves. All right. Rose, pick up car. All right. Rose picks up the car. All right, she didn't destroy it. She's got it. She's got it. She's got it. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. And it looks like the driveway got taken with the car and it falls into the abyss. This is a very no good bad day for John. So John doesn't have his, his server copy was in that car and it just fell into the abyss. I want to hug John. <laughs> like John's going through a lot right now. Yeah. Um. Next. Oh, there goes the car. <laughs> and oh, John's no. looking over the railing, and oh, there's more of that gross oil, black sludge. Well, so I just want to apologize to the audience. I'm sorry for that Dave rendition. I will get better. <laughs> I will get better. You expect more from this fine product of a podcast? I will deliver. I'll fix my shit. Alright, uh, you know, I am, well, okay, that's cool. We've lost the car, we've lost the fucking server copy, and now there's oil behind John menacingly. It's yep. gonna be good. Ridiculous folly. Inexcusable. You're inclined to agree, but hey, accidents happen. You double check your PDA to make sure, to make sure if Rose is really gone. Indeed, this seems to be the case. TG still pestering you, of course, but another chum is now logged in as well. What color are the words that this chum says? Alright, you're taking John back. <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I'm back! Oh, hi. I went to investigate the explosion I heard. Was it by any chance a meteor? Yes! How did you know? Oh, man. It's kind of a long story. Anyway, are you okay? Did it blow up your yard or start a fire or anything? No, I'm fine. It landed a pretty good ways away from my house, and I went to look at it, and it's pretty big. But Beck doesn't want me to go near it, so I came home. He seems to think it's dangerous. Oh gosh, he's probably right. Anyway, what have you been up to, John? Oh, did you get my package yet? Uh, yeah, I was trying to get it, but Rose dropped my car into a weird, spooky, bottomless pit, and the package was in the car, and I'm really sorry about that. Oh no! Wow, okay, I guess I should start at the beginning. Uh, see, a media blew up my neighborhood. Oh, that's terrible, John. I'm so sorry. But I'm okay. And my house is too, sort of. Uh, that game I was telling you about, uh, Spurb, which I was playing with Rose, uh, sort of transported me somewhere in at the last minute. Um, but now I'm trapped here, and it's weird and dark, and I can't find my dad, and I just lost the car, and I copied the game in the pit, and I think... I have to save the world from the apocalypse. <laughs> well, it sounds really crazy and kind of scary, but it also sounds kind of exciting. 
I don't know, John. Maybe this is your destiny. If anyone can save the world, I think it's probably you. Oh, you think so? Yes! Okay, but it's not even that simple. I was about to connect to Rose to help transport her and save her from meteors and fire and stuff, but she lost the battery power and I lost the game disc, so I think I have to go get TG to use his copy and save her, but that jackass won't shut up and stop rapping and stuff. (laughs) He's so silly! Yeah. Anyway, I should talk to him about it, so uh, be right back. God. This just him describing shit. Like, in those generals, like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, man. John, buddy. John, buddy. Are you okay? No, he's not okay. He's, he's not he's okay. He's doing better than I would. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> the green text was attractive. Now view the red text again. This guy seems to have something to do with green. He really likes green. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Oh, John is not happy with the PDA as he's going back to message TG. Yep. Do you want to take John or Dave? I've got to keep doing it. I've got to practice, Dave. All right. God. When the film crew zooms where the president's at, I'm like, if that dude's black, I'll eat my hat. Turns out he is. So, oh, damn, director's got gumption. But we'll flip our shit if... She, uh, oh, shit, he, he ain't shining shoes or something. It's called free emancipation. If it's not priest, uh, preselection, it's God ascension. It's in Bruce Almighty. Whoops. Different Bruce from the one I just mentioned. Ah! Can't explain to me why this ain't condescension think I'll shit a brick. Not even he can convey the intention with his quick spun wit. Rather defray all this tension, sit on his lap while he whittles a splint. And some guy eyes what he does and, rec- and patronizes, I guess... Oh, do I really gotta say the word? Uh, no. Yeah, I guess the mother of invention. Stop rapping for a second, you horse's ass. I have something important to talk about. What's up? Rose is in trouble, and she needs help. I was gonna connect to her at the spur, but I lost my copy. Okay. Also, she lost battery power. If she can get back up and running, she'll need someone with the game to get her out of there before house burns down. So I think you should use your copy of the game to help her. My copy? That's... It's gonna be tough. Why? I lost it. Um, it's a stupid story. I'd rather not talk about it. Should be embarrassing, yo. I thought you said you had two. Well, yeah, one is my brother's copy. Okay, we'll get his then. Alright, but he's not gonna be happy about that. Whatever. You also might want to read Rose's walkthrough to get up to speed on this. Oh, man. What? Nothing, really. Look, all I'm saying is... The girl tends to lay it on, on kind of thick, you know? Rolls eyes. I'm kind of with Dave with that. She does lay it on thick, but I like that. She's very descriptive. Which is me. Mm. I mean, I, I'm like that. You like Rose? I like Rose. I like Rose. Rose is pretty good. Rose is pretty good. I like voicing Rose. Yeah? Yeah, Rose is fun. Um, next. Your laptop is out of battery power. There's only one thing left to do. Time to make your way to that backup generator. Rose, knit laptop cozy to shield your laptop from the rain. I'm into that. Uh, That would be such a waste of time. Besides, you already knitted one a while ago. (laughs) You retrieve it from your knitting bag and apply it to your laptop. Your capture log for the laptop plus cozy. It's a good capture. It's got a little squid on it. It's it's a heart. It's a cute cozy. It's a cute one. Um, Rose, equip grimoire to strife specibus. 
That would be incredibly ill-advised. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. And she tries to put it in there. Everything turns and everything red go- and black and skulls Everything and goes event horizon for a second. Yeah. There are some dark forces you just don't want to mess around with. You understand this better than most. You put the book down. Rose, recapture log your items. You grab the knitting bag and the grimoire in that order. It's always a logistical puzzle with your tree modus. The tree auto-balances, leaving the knitting bag accessible in the root card. Uh, Rose, allocate knitting needles to strife specimens. You feel a lot more comfortable with this as a weapon. You're so handy with those needles, you feel like you could probably use a fillet of swordfish. Fuck yeah. So uh, she's needle kind. That's pretty cool. Uh, next. You lose the root card in the process, severing the tree. Hey, careful with all that stuff. So God. she leaps to the side and catches her book and laptop. The book would have been fine. The laptop, though, that would have be been bad. bad. News. Yeah. Um, Rose, nip plush cuddle Cthulhu to soothe nerves. That would also be a preposterous waste of time. Besides, you're quite sure you've never heard of this creature called the Cthulhu before. There are, however, many other specimens of the zoologically dubious you're familiar with, such as... Rose, consult the grimoire. Fulthulu. Fulthulu. Foul patron of misery. To hear his mammoth belly gurgle is to know the epoch of joy has come to an abrupt end. Well, that's kind of cute. <laughs> think so? I mean... You think that world-destroying monster's kind of cute? I think sharks are cute. That's... Jules, it's not a shark. I mean, no, it's not a shark. Jules, but... that's a... Jules, that's 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 an Eldrazi tentacle monster. It still looks pretty huggable. Yeah, okay. You I'm can, just saying. I'm not, I'm not saying, like... You can hug the deep ones all you want. I, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Mom. <clears throat> God. Next. And Rubyaglyph. That shame beast kind, king of grotesquerie. Rive lord of the moist beyond hood. Hearing his melodious chirps and tongue clicks causes one bones to explode. This one's less cute. I wouldn't hug this one. No? I wouldn't hug this no? one. No? No, it's got too many mouths and too many eyes. It's it's like a lot bigger than the Frithulu we saw in the yeah, last page. Yeah, those look cute. They're used as reference size. Yeah, those look cute. I'd hug them. Yeah, okay. I think, I think water bears, you know, tardigrades are cute. Ugh. Ugh. I'm weird. You're weird. I'm very weird. You okay? Yeah. Oh, next. Right. Gotta write. You gotta tell me to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, of course, there's Oglogoth, the deep one. Whenever he grinds his teeth, all the children of a random galaxy somewhere will frown continuously for a 9,000 year span. He's the first and smallest of the smaller gods, appointed in servitude of a file, unfathomable pantheon of middling gods, which caters to the whims of the noble circle of horror terrors, an omniscient, omnipotent order of the elite few, forever cloaked in the darkness of the furthest ring. That's a good description. Uh, no, I would not hug this. No? You would not hug this? I don't think I've got arms big enough, Molly. That's fair. It's using the stuff as the last page as another size reference, and it's many times bigger than that. It doesn't fit in the page. No, and uh, I, you would probably be as big as the germs on its teeth. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. nah. Uh, next. You would be a germ on its teeth. <sighs> and then there's this strange page containing some rather mysterious notes on summoning procedures. 
you've never been quite sure what these diagrams are getting at. This feels like a weird House of Leaves reference, just with the architecture and shit. Yeah, so there's a bunch of, like, windows and stuff, and then electrical plugs coming out of the windows. Have you, like, do you know about House of Leaves? No. Okay, that's a weird book. I've not really finished it, so I'm not going to, like, try and be an authority on it, but the part of that book I like is an unsettling story about this family moving to this huge house in the countryside. Mm-hmm. And while the guy's, like, doing some, like, home renovation stuff, minor stuff, the house doesn't make sense in measurements. Yeah. There's a really nice moment I really like where he measures the interior of the house, like, the interior of one wall. It's like, yeah. okay, it's like, you know, 58 inches or whatever. Yeah. And then he needs to measure the outside for windowsills, and the outside, the same distance, measures, like, 56 inches. Oh. And he's like... That's not right. No, that's not right. And he's like, okay, it's just like a measuring issue, whatever. The, the, he employs all these architectural tools and techniques. No, every single time, the house is like two inches smaller on the outside than it is on the inside. Hmm. I like that. So it's the shittiest TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But even the case where like he mentions like the dog was like next to him um, in the office upstairs... Yeah. The dog walked out the door and around the corner, and then he turned his head, looked out the window, and the dog was on the outside. Yeah. He's like, Yikes. okay, how did the... Do- what happened? What happened? And basically find out that there's another bigger house that he can't oh, see. Oh, man. That's like, fucked up. Yeah, and like basically entering a labyrinth oh, God. inside his house that he can't see. No, thanks. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. There's some actually good stuff in that. Um, it also there's a, it leads to a fan story based on it called... Dionysus house? I can't remember how it's pronounced. Basically, if houses acted as Venus flytraps. Oh god, no, 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 no. Nope. It's really good. That's, nope. a, that's a good story. I was into like these shitty, like, oh, well, not shitty. I still like them. Um, creepy horror stories online. Uh, yeah, check that out. And also, if you hear about that, I'm not going to give you much description, but look up the computer game Anatomy. No! Nope, I know about that. Don't do it. It's gross. It's, it's icky. It's, well, look up a Let's Play of it. Or look up a Let's Play. I will recommend the two best friends one just because their bullshit is enough to distract you from how fucking terrifying that sure. game is. Um, so, Rose, take items and proceed downstairs. You recapture log everything the way you want it to appear in the tree and head downstairs. You figure this enough dilly-dallying. Time to get a move on. I have got a sound one, so next. Yeah, with sound. With sound? You wonder if this rain will ever let up. It's driven since the month began, perhaps long enough to forget its purpose. It no longer even knows to assuage fire. Somewhere a zealous god threads the strings between the clouds and the earth, preparing for a symphony it fears impossible to play. And so it threads on and on, delaying the rays of the conductor's baton. How you hate this season. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. American sports legend, Charles Barkley. (laughs) I don't know if he said that. Remember when he said that? I don't know if he ever said that. I'm no sports lady, Molly. I'm an anime sports lady. Okay. But I don't know if Charles Barkley said that. Yeah.
Uh, hey, hi everybody. Welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. Uh, Jules? Hi, how's it going? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. I'm no longer there in Seattle now, though. You're no longer in Seattle. Um, it's been over a month since you left, uh, and we haven't talked about Homestuck since then at all. Oh my god, it has been a month. What the fuck? Been over a month. Yep. So, uh, what do you remember, Jules? Uh, I, I, I'm gonna cheat a little because I did actually listen to the, the one episode we have out at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember John Egbert. Um. Okay. Birthday cake shenaniganry. Yes. Uh, he's got a terrible capture lock system. He does. He's got a FIFO or a Philo system. Yeah. And he just kept shooting shit out of his window. Um... <laughs> You were Which, very uh, endeared to that joke. <laughs> it's such a good guy. Just cutting to the result of chaos, like not active chaos, just the resting result is a good visual gag, in my opinion. Yeah, because everything was just done. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, just strewn cake, glass, books, and stuff all on the street next to his house. Oh god, yeah, I love it. Um, We have met to, like, I guess we've kind of met all of the kids in some shape or form through text uh, at the moment. But, well, well, like, the four main seen, kids. We've seen, I think, like, five lines from Jade. I think we've seen, yeah. like, ten to fifteen lines tops from Jade. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you already know these names. We did this. There's no yeah. reason to hide the kids' names because <laughs> no, it's, it's fucking it's, impossible. It's, yeah, it's Rose, Dave, and Jade, and John. If yeah. I feel like it, I feel like I could probably keep the trolls' names from you. You could keep most of them. I know a couple of them. Like, I know Car Cat. You can't get around yeah, that. Yeah, no, I can't keep that from you. Uh, you know um, the name I know, Vriska. I know... I was about to say the one you really like. Shit. Vriska. Yeah, I, ju- I just said it, Jules. I didn't hear you. Okay. <laughs> I know um, Terezi? That is a name. Yep, okay. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, so, you know, we've, that's yeah. three of twelve. Yep. Uh, we've seen them through, like... And we've seen these kids through, like, the chat logs, and we've... Only other kid we've seen so far is also Rose. Yeah, we've actually seen Rose. We, in yes. fact, right now we are Rose. We are playing as Rose at this moment. Um, we've also seen the Wayward Vagabond as well. We have seen Wayward Vagabond, and uh, they were giving the commands to John through their Colonel Sprite. It's called. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which and John's the, Colonel Sprite at the moment sprite. is the Harlequin Doll. Mixed with his grandmother's ashes. That is correct. <laughs> Which is a hell of a combo. So things got a little fucked up, let's say. Yeah, because before that, John kind of saw the end of the world. Well, I mean, a meteor hit his house. It didn't hit his house, it hit his fucking neighborhood. And it, well, it hit his house, very specifically his house. Yeah. Um, True. And now yeah, we don't know if his neighborhood's gone. Well, we know his house is in the middle of a fucking black void. And it did get hit by a meteor. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, you're right. Yeah, John's house is in the middle of a black void. Yeah. it's So like, what the fuck? Yeah. And we did see, because he's still trying to get the server client. That's the thing. Yeah, he still needs a server copy of Spurb. Which, I believe, fell into the black void? <laughs> Uh, well, it was in his dad's car. Yep, and which then fell into the void. Yes, yeah, along so, with Jade's present. 
True green shit. Box. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Mm. Oh, I can't remember if you know that's Jade's present or not. But I mean, it's green. You've, you've it's seen green. the red box already. So. I saw, the red box came from Dave. I could, you know, guess yeah, the green box could, came from Dave. You could figure it out. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Homestuck. I have pan and recognition. <laughs> I'm an arts graduate. <laughs> so talented. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, we've seen Rose does not get along well with her mother, apparently. Uh, yeah, no, she doesn't seem to like her mom that much, no. Nope, um, Rose also lives in a sweet fucking huge house in the in she a forest. in an enormous house. Like, it has a fucking observatory in it. It has <laughs> like, an observatory, there's a river running through it. Yeah, and so the problem with her is that on her end of things, the power keeps going in and out, which and she's connected only to a laptop, which can also affect the Wi-Fi and stuff, so... Yep. She was basically trying to find a good signal while using whatever laptop battery she had left. Yeah, and I don't think she was doing well on laptop battery. I think she, I think her laptop is dead now. Yeah. And last we saw her, she looked up into the sky when she went outside of her house and just saw a shitload of meteors hitting the earth. Yep, there's a whole... It's, it, it's raining at Rose's house, but it's also raining meteors. Mm-hmm. So... What do you want to do? Well, I have a command in front of me. You I do? <laughs> That's what I was getting at. That was going to be a really nice transition. You could just cut this part. Of, I honestly could not tell. <laughs> <laughs> cut it out. Um, so, well, Rose, confront Mother and Hall. Let's do that. Surely your mother's lurking nearby. You should be prepared for an unpleasant confrontation. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. Uh, well, who's th- this th- dude? This is both. This is both the command, but also my natural reaction. What? There's this really cool dude. Okay, he's a he's cool dude. Being all chill, like cool dudes are known to do sometimes. A cool dude like this probably has a real cool name. But he probably wouldn't just tell you what it was if you asked. He'd be way too busy for that. Busy being totally sweet. But you could always try to guess his name. And if you were right, he might not ever so slightly. That's a cool dude's way of letting you know there might just be hope for you yet. Enter name. Um, okay, yeah, let's do that and then we'll go over his room in a minute. Yeah. Insufferable prick. Oh. <laughs> oh, dang. He just... He just sliced that name uh, plate in half with a katana. With a katana he grabbed off his wall. This guy doesn't have time for this sort of bullshit. Try again. Let's try again. Dave Strider. Oh, yes. (laughs) There's a a shine in his sunglasses as he nods ever so slightly. Fuck, that's good. There just might be hope for you yet, Jules. Examine room. (laughs) Your name is Dave. It is an unseasonably warm April day. Your bedroom window is open to let some air in, and your fan is cranked. Arguably even more cranked would be your fly beats, which brings us to your variety of interests. A cool dude like you is sure to have plenty. You have a penchant for spinning out unbelievably ill jams with your turntables and mixing gear. You like to rave about bands no one ever heard of but you. You collect weird dead things preserved in various ways. You're an amateur photographer and operate your own makeshift darkroom. You maintain a number of ironically humorous blogs, websites, and social networking profiles. 
And if the inspiration strikes, you won't hesitate to drop some fat rhymes on a mofo and represent. What will you do? Dave, quickly retrieve arms from cinder blocks. So, meet Dave Strider. I both love him and hate him at the same time, immediately. <laughs> like, immediately. I have known... So, I connect with this a lot, because I am... I was the John to many Daves in my life as a child. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was very much the dorky friend to the guy... I, I, my childhood friend from kindergarten to year three literally owned a turntable at one point. Fuck, yeah. Like, he was the cool guy, and... He does sound pretty cool. So, yeah, and later on, I <laughs> I became the John to what you would call, I guess, the stuck-up artsy hipster version of Dave. Is that a thing? Very much the guy who, like, would be like this, but transpose everything into more, like, you know, black and white cinema, and, okay. um... yeah. Okay, uh, this dude was a shit because I'll put this way, he was a Roman Polanski apologist. Oh, boy. That's, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, I did a favor, I did myself a favor when I just went, no more. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds no like you did. <laughs> I, um, I helped him out in a lot of his fucking independent student film projects. They were all oh, bullshit. Oh, hell yeah. They were all bullshit. <laughs> Um, so let's check out Dave's room. So, uh, he's got his computer. All of his, like, stuff is propped up on wood and cinder blocks. Yeah, because that's how you know he's cool. That's how he's you know industrial. he's cool. He's got, yeah, he's, <laughs> it's very industrial. Um, he doesn't have a bed frame, but he does have, like, a box spring and a mattress. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got some posters hanging around. Looks like some robots in the corner there on the poster. Try to think. Uh, I, yeah. There's definitely a poster of Snoop Dogg. I mean, yeah, how could you how could you miss uh, that? There's definitely a poster of uh, Ben Stiller above the closet door. Wait, is that actually... It's Starsky and Hutch Ben Stiller, because there's... It is. <laughs> there's Owen Wilson next to his window. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's also got a sweet um, playing card suit style bed sheet and a camera yeah. on, t- on top. Yep. Uh, and he's got all that... Uh, Mixing gear that was mentioned, uh, I, you know, record yeah. players, all that I stuff. I need to get a closer look at that camera because I don't know if it's an intentional joke or not, but that might just be a digital camera, even though he has dark room. <laughs> yeah, maybe that looks. That just looks like a Canon DSLR. <laughs> God. Uh, and you already said the command, so yeah. Let's retrieve arms from uh, the cinder block. Let's see what happens. Okay. Okay. Nah. Dave, get the damn beta and save your friend's life. Good command. This notion strikes you as nonsensical. Can't imagine how a video game could save someone's life, and in any case, you're quite sure no one you know is in any danger. Anyway, these are your copies of the beta you received in the mail recently. You've labeled them with your name in bold red print to distinguish them from your bros copies, who labeled his in kind. Neither of you really gives a shit about this game or has any intention of playing it, but you'll be damned if you let up get in way your campaign of one-upmanship. Yeah, I've been in those situations as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he also, mm-hmm. we can see an iPhone up there. Oh, shit. An old iPhone. I was gonna say, yeah, that is, I mean, that makes sense for the time period this came out in. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is still in 2009. 
Yeah. Oh God, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, this is old. I'm old. <coughs> I I don't like this, Molly. Jules, this is an eight-year-old webcomic. Beyond that, I am now past the age of twenty-five. Just kill me. Just yep, Logan's same. run me. Just fucking same. <laughs> shoot me up into the atmosphere from a fucking <laughs> Ferris wheel. I'm done. God. Um, Dave, bleat like a goat and piss on your turntable. You would never consider allowing any fluid even remotely resembling urine to touch your beloved turntables. That would risk breaking them, and a world without the gift of your godly science just doesn't sound like a place you want any part of. While you're at it, you might as well wipe out human civilization with a meteor or something ridiculous like that, which (laughs) will probably never happen. That sort of thing only happens in stupid idiot movies for stupid idiots. He really likes his friend John, huh? <laughs> he really likes John. <laughs> I I do like the that subtle like turn of his sunglasses and mouth to indicate he's turning his head. Like Yep. And without I like changing how anything sw- else, they just slightly move it on his face. Yeah, which is really good because every animation so far has been super over the top, and I enjoy that there's just this fucking dude. This fucking guy. I think that's kind of a Dave thing. It is. It I just suddenly remember the, this one guy I used to hang out with in university who he didn't smile for pictures because, and I quote, it makes me look mysterious. What? Oh my god. Molly, I've been friends to a lot of jackasses in my life. I can hear that. <laughs> my god. Uh, next. You will, however, contemplate bleeding like a goat for ironically humorous purposes at a later date. I fucking hate you, Dave. <laughs> Like, like the scales are so, like, yes or no at the moment with him. It's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Uh, I will tell you, I fucking hated Dave for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can... I've known... Listen, I have also known a lot of Daves. Yeah. There's a point where it's like, man, you just can't help but connect Dave to those real-life Daves and just go, fuck you. Man, fucking Dave. Fucking Dave. Uh, Dave, examine closet. This is your closet. This is where you keep a lot of your crap. Like that box. And that bottle of... What is that? Is that... I don't... What is it? Le- mm, that's a... That's a clear bottle with yellow fluid in it. I don't like where this is, is going. This is this is not... This is not my... This is not my young. Oh, well, this you is know? not what I'm into. Uh, oh yeah, let's... Uh, Dave, check the blue box. This is the package that your friend John Egbert sent you for your 13th birthday a little while ago. It now contains nothing except a note and a certificate of authenticity vouching for the genuine Hollywood memorabilia which the box originally contained, and which you are now wearing to be ironic, but also to be incredibly cool, in a way somehow intangibly related to the ironic nature of the accessory. You find it sort of exasperating to explain these subtleties to people. The box also included a signed photo of Ben Siller, which now proudly hangs uh, above your closet. Proudly and ironically. God, like... Uh, I can't... I, I'm just remembering all the people in my life, all these assholes, who just do shit ironically. Like, there's it no sucks. sincerity, no enthusiasm. Like... It sucks! It's the fucking worst! They're the fucking worst people! They just can't enjoy shit! Hey, Jules, take a look at that blue box again. No, I, I see that black goo. Yeah, why... What? Why would that be in there? Who knows? It is a mystery. As the memes go. I gotta be on top of the memes, Molly. I'm gonna be a teacher soon. 
That's true. You have to got, know about teens and memes. Yeah, I gotta connect with the kids. I'm sitting backwards on my chair as we speak, actually. <laughs> excellent, excellent. God. Uh, sorry, the irony bullshit. I hate. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not great. Ugh. All right, well, Dave, take box. You capture log the box through your hash map fetch modus. Your modus's current hash function resolves the index by valuing each consonant at two and each vowel at one. Totals divided by your number of cards and the remainder is in the index. Box equals two plus one plus two equals five. Five divided by ten equals five. The box is capture logged in card five. You must love this capture log system. Uh, I do kind of like this one. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got ten cards, yep. and stuff can go one through five. Uh, I I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the capture logs because it's better that way. No, but I. I kind of is pretty neat. I kind of like how unique each one is. It gives each kid their own kind of sense of personality. Yeah, because it worked. It works all with Rose. It works all with like it. It added to John being a bumbling doofus of a boy. Right, the entire time. Yeah. Dave keeps his shit pretty organized. Rose just really likes how pretty her capture log looks. Although, Dave is organized, but it's still way too complicated in a way that seems cool and like he's super smart and awesome. Right, like he knows what shit. he's doing, but he yeah. probably has no idea. This is like someone like setting up way too many macros in an MMO for, nothing, for no <laughs> right, reason. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Um, Dave, examine jar of unknown yellow substance in the closet. Oh, hell yes. It's an unopened container of apple juice. You thought you were all out. It's like fucking Christmas up in here. This is so great. You've got to tell John about this immediately. He'll be so excited. I was going to fault Dave on that, but I thought, no, if I found something like food or a drink in my fridge that I thought I was out of and I was super psyched, I'd totally post it to Twitter straight away. <laughs> Like mm, glass house can't can't throw that rock. <laughs> uh, Dave, take juice. You capture log the juice into card seven. Two plus one plus one plus two plus one divided by ten equals seven. Hold on. Just, sorry, just I'm remembering old men like <laughs> calculus, like rules and like <laughs> te- te- technically. Hold on. You should have all of the numbers being added in parentheses first. I mean, yeah, but otherwise listen, you are indicating that's not calculus. I- that's the order of operations, Julie. Shh. <laughs> I'm not the one aiming to be a maths teacher here. This Fuck is you. Grade versus college. Yeah, but also I don't know the names of things. <laughs> hey, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you have your movie deficiency. I've got my mathematics deficiency. Okay? Okay. The one okay. that I can hold to is my cool-ass way my mom showed me of how to de- like multiply anything by 11 in your head. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand that. I know that one. It's my one trick. I got it. It's <laughs> all I need. It's all you got. It's all you need. It's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Dave, access Pestachum and Pestajon. In addition to letting your buddy know about this outstanding juice windfall, you figure you'll wish him a happy birthday while you're at it. In your own cool, sort of roundabout way, of course. Good thing you looked at the box he sent you, or you might have forgotten. 
you also might as well ask him about that beta. The kid's been harping about it for weeks. Be cool if it came on his birthday. He'd be one happy camper. I'm trying to imagine Dave mentally referring to some, some, someone as a happy camper. <laughs> I know, right? It's like it's like the one slip of enthusiasm he's letting out. Right. He, it doesn't make sense for he's trying so hard to keep it in, but just yeah. his buddy's a happy camper. Also, I'm trying to imagine him without the sunglasses now because it indicates like he only got them recently, and like that's not a mental image that clicks in my head. Because yeah, no, because he looks like he just wears those all the time. Yeah, it'd be like if Johnny Bravo took off his sunnies. Right, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just bl- it's just a blank space like Kendall, but with eyes. Uh, anyway, next. So we look at his desktop. This fucking uh, he's desktop. got folders for ill beats, complete bullshit, dope rhymes, so dope, <laughs> uh, Hepfestus, and Pestertum. Again, this looks like my childhood friend's like desktop background everything about this oh yeah to also clear something just to be fair he was the one like Dave in my life who wasn't an asshole who your best friend uh no this is my childhood friend like when oh okay this was from like year, kindergarten to year three we were friends right gotcha yeah uh anyway next um I think we've seen this conversation before. It's we the have. first conversation we've read. It was. Huh. So this convers so Dave's point of view right now is a bit in the past compared to our regular point of view. I was gonna say, so we we have turned back time, as Cher says. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't need to read this. No. I no, I, I'm scared of reading for Dave again, Molly. I'm terrified. <laughs> because you might get caught in a rap. <laughs> I might get caught in a rap, and I can't <laughs> rap. Well, neither can I, so don't worry. <laughs> Alright, uh, Dave, go Listen, online. Jules, to- I don't know if you know, but I'm very white. <laughs> I mean, same kinda? <laughs> Despite being Chinese? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, Dave, go online and view sites indicative of your interests. You open the Hepfestus web browser and direct it to your ironically maintained blog, where you post <laughs> monthly satirical reviews of Game Bro magazine. Your latest post is a review of the March issue. You've been meaning to write a review of the latest issue, too, but you've been sort of dogging it. Something about the game they're reviewing just doesn't strike you as right for satirical purposes. Uh, so we can click March issue, uh, and it brings up the cover for Game Bro March. Oh yeah. God, which this is fucking... Covered in dudes on skateboards, uh, <laughs> logos for Pringles, bags of Doritos, and it says... Grand snack, fuck yeah. Don't also get Frito-Lay. Oh, excuse me, it was sponsored by Frito-Lay. Yeah. Holy shit. This works out well because it is March now as we're recording. It is March right now. Where's my copy of Game Bro? Where is your copy of Game Bro? I don't know. I I really enjoy that everything is so super busy in this cover, except for the actual name of Game Bro, which is... (laughs) Super hyper crisp, nice clean font right there. Yep. <laughs> God. Alright, well, uh, next. In a new tab, you open another one of your sites, a webcomic ironically maintained through a satirical cipher vaguely similar to that of your blog. It's called Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. We've arrived! <laughs> You have legions of devoted fans, most of whom are totally convinced of your creative persona sincerity, which is just how you like it. Wait, so does Dave make Sweet Bro, Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff? In canon, 
Dave makes Sweet Bro and Hell is Oh my god! Yep. Now I kind of relate to Dave, remembering my fucking... <laughs> Uh, not not because of the podcast work I've done, but because of me making my sweet Bionicle Sprite comics on BZ oh, Power. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was part of a webcomic group, Molly. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> God. <laughs> man, um, it was... So, that was a hell of a time in my life. Oh, I bet. So if you go to that link, you actually get a website for Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. God, that's uh, amazing. And you can read through a bunch of comics, but we're not going to do that. No, everyone knows about Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff at this point. Like, yeah. There are 52 comics. Holy shit. That's a lot of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. I didn't know there yeah, was that much. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, all of my webcomics are now lost to time because A, the hosting site we all put them on is gone. B... All of them I made were on a family computer, and that family computer died. As they do. Mm-hmm. So, yep, yep n- no evidence left of my previous uh, Bionicle comic sprite work, so sorry, That's folks. That's a fucking shame. That's a fucking shame. You... Hmm, I'm wondering, because a friend of us, Crystal, was also on that forums at the same time. I keep forgetting whether she actually oh, man. read my archived comics. anything? Either archived, or whether she remembers my comics. <laughs> Might want to ask her later. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dave, check the latest page of the Midnight Crew. You figure as long as you're chilling at your computer, you might as well see how that new MSPA story is going. You haven't looked at it in a while. Well, this is hella meta. It's a bit meta. Just a bit. It does explain why Dave likes a suit of cards and stuff. Yep, because in this poster, or in the webpage, excuse me, uh, there's, you know, hearts, spades, diamonds... Uh, there's probably a club somewhere. Probably, like, behind the camera, so to speak, in this frame yeah. of the comic. Um, anyway, Midnight Crew. Let's check them out. You are members of a sinister gang called the Midnight Crew. Your nefarious plots are serpentine in complexity. Your schemes? Convoluted. You're planning a heist in your underground hideout. What will you do? Use Occam's Razor on plans and schemes. Spade Slick uses Occam's razor to carve a circular hole in the heist plans, freeing it from the knife. You wonder what moron would jam the knife so hard on the table in the first place. <laughs> this is exactly what I was so hoping now he would he do. Has, now he has a map with a big hole in it. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's cool. Why would, like, even that as a child that bothered me, like, why would you stab the map or plans in the table? Now you can't get it. <laughs> For emphasis. Yeah, but that's kind of, that's all that's all well and good, Molly. But it doesn't work when you can't actually use the shit you've been given. What if you get the sword back out and you just pick up the map again? I guess. I will yeah. say I I say this, and yet I remember during my time playing Payday Two with friends when there was the, the ability to actually like look at the map of like the banks you're robbing and make mark and stuff. We would just play tic tac toe or just draw dicks. God, because, of course. Yeah. What else would you do? Yeah. Anyway, um. I'm guessing this is referring to Spade Slick. Uh, so, SS Climb Ladder and Exit Hideout implement nefarious plots. Okay. He tries to get out and it don't... Uh, Looks uh, like they parked a car on top of it. Uh, you push against the manhole cover, but it seems some unbelievable jackass has parked your getaway van on top of it. <laughs> a familiar feeling stirs. 
That feeling is overwhelming, soul-blackening rage. It's the sort of rage that'll make a man feel totally justified in sporting an unnecessary and elaborate assortment of fancy blades. <laughs> God. I don't think I, known, I knew anyone in my life who had a knife collection, but I might have lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Dave, skip ahead a hundred pages or so. You don't remember where you last <laughs> left off, so you jump way ahead. <laughs> you always forget to save your place in the story. Looks like tempers have become part of the short in this pressure cooker already. You speculate that the tipping point may have been an ill-advised motion for a game of 52 pickup. So everyone's fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, Just like straight up. battering. This is The light's broken. Yeah, this is Three Stooges bullshit happening here right now. Like, Yep. Wait, is there an arm reaching through that door? Is there a ghost? Wait, there's an arm reaching through that door. Why is there an arm reaching through that door? That's weird. Oh, I don't... Mm, okay. Okay. I do like that a blender was thrown through the wall with enough force to, like, <laughs> just, yeah, be thrown through a wall with a door as well. Like, that's... Yep. F- fuck, man. <laughs> uh, Dave, save your place and read it later. That arm's weird, though. That arm is weird. Even though the adventure began recently, it's already over 3,000 pages long. You just don't have time for this bullshit. You'll catch up later. Besides, it looks like someone's pestering you. You're pretty sure you know who it is. Dave, answer chum. Uh, and we open up the next page, and it looks like Rose is talking to Dave. Alright. Um, would, would you rather take Rose? It sounded like you liked doing Rose. I like doing Rose a lot. Okay, well, I like doing Dave a lot, so. Hey, it works out. Alright, um... I forget, so we just read off this, right? It's been yep, a while. just read the dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. In some cultures, the persistent refusal of a lady's invitation to play a game with her would be a sign of wanton disrespect. Either that, or flagrant homosexuality. What? Oh, no, no, no. No, look, I'm busy, okay? Got a lot of shit on my plate. I'm sort of a big deal, okay? I know. Sometimes I wonder how you are ever allowed to pay for meals in restaurants. It must be hard to keep a low profile when you're always overhearing old voices whisper, it's that guy who has that blog. Seriously, dudes be worshipping me left and right. I can't hardly walk down the street without stepping over torso of the prostate. Navigating the urban landscape, I'm sure, is difficult enough without an obstacle course of differential flesh and skyward asses. Perhaps adapting the art of parkour to your unique environment would help? Yeah. I mean, damn. Like, there's a scruffy little shit at my feet. Orphan or something, I don't know. Face flush on the pavement. I'm like, dude, you listening for a stampede of buffalo or something? He braves the look at me and then gives my shoe a little kiss and scurries the fuck off. Heavy is the crown. Yeah. Not kicking all over twists in the fucking face every day is my gift to the world, I guess. Breathtaking magnanimity. Among other things. I just give and fucking give. Indeed. Nary a jewel tumbles from your wish box of daily exploits, which I imagine does not sparkle. Oh, for fuck's sakes. You're just lobbying for me to play that dumb game. Baseless accusation. Look, I am telling you, Egbert is all about that game. He will play it with you and probably be tickled dumb about it. I know this very well. I cannot hasten his mail's delivery, however... Yeah, yeah. I'll ask him some more about it. And look, how about this? If you ever find yourself in the position where your life depends on me playing that piece of shit game, then I'll play. Will that make you happy? 
more than you know. It perfectly mollifies my grief over the demise of chivalry. <laughs> I had to really bite down on my tongue hard with all the stuff Dave was saying because I needed to laugh. <laughs> Dave is pretty fucking funny. Not kicking Oliver Twist in the fucking face every day is my gift to the world, I guess. That is a bumper sticker. <laughs> Heavy as the crown. <laughs> God. Anyway, John, what are you doing? Stop doing nothing. Meanwhile, in the present, in a place where the present may be a concept of dubious merit, John is spacing out. But a vague and forceful thought jolts him to attention. Or maybe it's that bumping sound coming from the other side of the door. Oh, finally what is ba- that? Yeah, well, at least we're back with the good boy John. The good boy. Mm-hmm. Um, next? A thick, unpleasant fluid pools from beneath the door. Oh, God, no. It's like Event Horizon all over again. (laughs) A bunch of black goop comes from underneath the door. And, like, slowly, in, like, a menacing manner. Like, in the way, like, in the way fluid only pulls out in horror movies. Venom is about to pop out through that door. Oh, shit, wait, which Venom? Is it Flash Thompson Venom? Because then we might be cool then. I think it's whatever, I don't know. Listen, Jules, you just made this (laughs) reference way too big for me. (laughs) That's my job. I'm sorry, you you can't give me a door and not expect me to open it and then close and lock you inside of it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, troubling. Investigate this. There's a trail of this fluid leading to your room. Oh, that's not good. It just looks like blood. It just kind of looks like blood, huh? 